0: Welcome to Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals that will enable and inspire you to create your best channel journey ever. Meet and learn from channel experts who share authentic stories of their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, Rob Speed, a channel chief on a never-ending quest for channel knowledge and adventure. Hello, Channel Pros. This is Rob Spee, your host and founder of Channel Journeys. And this is episode 50. I am halfway to my goal of 100 podcasts and very close to hitting my goal of 10,000 downloads. So thank you so much for being a listener. And thanks to all of you who have shared Channel Journeys with friends and colleagues. And thanks for all the, the great notes of encouragement. And big thanks to my sponsor, the Channel Institute, where Mike Kelly and his team are on a mission to turn the channel into a profession. When you're on a channel team, you might feel like the redheaded stepchild where no one in your company really understands what you do, no one even in my family understands what I do, and when that's happening, that's a pretty clear indicator that your company doesn't understand the power of the channel and you're lacking alignment on the best way to leverage the channel. This can come from a lack of executive sponsorship, but I often find that it stems from a lack of channel training. That's where the Channel Institute can help. They provide training and certificates in channel management, channel sales, and channel marketing. And now really is an excellent time for you and your channel team to take action and gain credibility by improving your channel knowledge and channel skills by taking these online courses from the Channel Institute. And I will be sharing a special offer for you at the end of today's show. One of my goals in launching the Channel Journeys podcast was to build new and stronger relationships with channel professionals. So it's really only fitting that for my 50th episode, we talk about channel relationships. Without any chance to get out and meet with colleagues right now, you can't meet with colleagues, partners, customers, or even your friends many times during this global lockdown. You know, it's super important that we find other ways to stay connected and forge new connections. And LinkedIn is a powerful tool for doing that. But like any powerful tool, you need to know how to use it properly and how not to use it. My guest today has spent the past seven plus years learning and sharing what to do and what not to do on LinkedIn to get and stay connected. Sally Jo Lamont from the company Social Sales Link is transforming the way channel and partnership teams grow their businesses by leveraging LinkedIn to convert connections to conversations. And that powerful intro was actually straight from her LinkedIn headline, which is one of the first things she helps her clients leverage, that powerful LinkedIn headline. Well, let's get to my interview with Sally Joe and hear what other powerful tips she has for us. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Hey Sally Joe, how are you doing? Welcome to Channel Journeys.
1: Oh, happy to be here, Rob. Great to speak with you.
0: Yeah, likewise. It's a it's a sunny day where I am down in Atlanta. Where do we find you today?
1: I'm in the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania and it is also sunny, but you know, it hasn't been. So it feels really good that the sun is out today.
0: Yeah, we need sunshine, especially during these times, don't we?
1: We certainly do.
0: I don't know if this is week five or six. I've lost count of, of what we're doing here.
1: Yeah. Well, we're in it for sure. We're
0: in it. We're in it, we're in it to win it. So That's great. <laughs> we gotta adjust and figure out what we're gonna do. And and you are my social sales social media expert for the day. Great. Actually for, for the year, Sally. You're gonna tell us all about it. And I'm really eager to chat with you again. We've we've spoken before and I've heard a lot of your tips about social selling and and now more than ever, I think we're in a period where we really gotta be smart and effective in what we're doing. And I'm I'm curious to hear some tips from you and and especially during these times, what we might want to be doing even differently than we've done in the past with with LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. Just to preface it, so yeah, we teach people how to do social selling. It certainly includes marketing. It can be a big piece or a small piece of it, but social selling, the goal used to be how to get more qualified sales conversations, right? How can I use LinkedIn to get more qualified sales conversations? I don't know if that really should be the goal today. I think things have changed and shifted in these last few weeks. You know, I think the most important thing is we've got to address the elephant in the room. You know, you can't ignore that. It's. I think it's just super important to be very empathetic to your network and to consider what their needs are in this in this difficult time.
0: Yeah. Even in normal times, people don't want to be sold to, and especially now.
1: Right. Especially now. So our goal has, you know, we've shifted it a little bit, which we feel like now is the time to really build relationships and show that genuine empathy and to be a resource for your Prospects, partners, customers, and that the sale will come when the time is right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So before we dive into that, I'm curious, Sally Joe, how did you get your start into this social selling? You've been out of it a while, and now you've got a, a company you're working w- on this business. You've got Brent Tillman with you, who I know as well, another expert in this area. How did you get started in it?
1: I was selling IT. I was in the channel, right? I found it more challenging. I had taken a break from sales to raise my kids. And then going back into it, I'm like, wow, things have really changed. And the piece I think that I felt like I was missing was, you know, how to use media in a way that can be beneficial. And what's another avenue of communications rather than, you know, just picking up the phone or sending an email. And Bryn was my, she's the one who got me started in this. I actually heard her speak at a chamber event and I immediately was attracted to the information she had and her processes and the way she saw the way sales had changed.
0: And did she already have social sales link at that time?
1: She didn't, but we were with another company together and then branched off and, and developed social sales link specifically again for social selling with using LinkedIn. Yep.
0: Okay. And that was five or six years ago? Uh,
1: it was. I can't believe it's gone that fast. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: My, how time flies, right?
1: And honestly, and sometimes not to be, belittle your audience in any way, but I still feel like people are catching up and their new world has changed, and people are home thinking about this more, right? They're realizing more and more that they do need to do this.
0: Well you're not belittling me because i I know that i'm I'm still not a pro at it in terms of how to really leverage LinkedIn totally effectively I'm getting better I'm getting better but I always look just like channel i'm I'm getting better every day and I'm, I'm always looking for tips on wh- what we can do so let's dive into that what are some tips for our audience particularly in this current crisis that we're in how we can and how can we leverage LinkedIn more effectively to connect with and, and are we talking connecting with partners, connecting with customers, or is it all the above?
1: I could, I'm could. i going to say all of the above. You know, it's so important now. You know, Jay McBain always talks about the influencer channel. I think that's what we have to think about all the time. And you can segment that, what that, that means. You know, is it is it an affiliate partner? Is it a referral partner? Is it an advocate? But they're all people that you need to engage with and should be engaging with to grow your business. The messaging would probably be different for each right? But certainly whatever we go over today would be applicable to all of them.
0: Okay, great. So whether I'm a channel sales manager, wanting to connect better with my partners, I'm a partner wanting to connect better with my customers, or even the influencers in either role that are impacting me.
1: Yep. Yep. All of the above. So whenever I say, you know, customer or prospect, I'm talking about all those folks. So I'm going to go over a few things. Uh, just to sort of put it in a nutshell, I'm going to talk about the LinkedIn profile and everybody's going to be like, oh, I know I need to redo it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll give you some tips on how to do that. Okay. And you can always reach out to me and i will be happy to, you know, give you additional advice over the phone. Strategies to find your buyers and influencers and referral partners, some ways to re-engage your first degree connections. You know, so many people have these big Rolodexes of connections and they've just not thought about them or, or you know, engaged with them. So how do you re-engage in this time? And then how Great. do you leverage that to get warmer introductions and how to stay top of mind with your network? So they're going to be the four areas we're going to review. And hopefully I can explain a couple of things on how to use LinkedIn, you know, verbally here. And if, again, if anybody has any questions, happy to happy to have a call.
0: Excellent. Those sound like four really helpful areas to talk about.
1: Great. Well, let's start with the profile. <laughs>
0: The LinkedIn profile. The
1: LinkedIn profile. The more people I talk to, I'm like, oh my gosh. Everybody's like, oh, I know I need to redo it. I know I need to redo it. And then I'll give them tips and they go back and take the time to do it. It's really important, especially if you're going to do the other steps. Think of yourself. And you know, this study just came out that it's great that you have a marketing department, but guess what? You are your marketing department today. This is your billboard. So if somebody's driving down the road and they look up at your billboard, what do you want them to see? I don't think they really care about how many years of experience you have at this point. You know, I don't I don't I just don't think they care how well you you've sold in the past. They care they want to hear what you're going to do for them. So we always suggest taking your profile and moving it from what is typically a resume to being a resource for your for your prospects, customers, and partners. So um, I'm just going to look at yours real quick, Rob.
0: Oh, how embarrassing!
1: No, you're you got you're, you're doing great here. You've got your billboard. That's that background behind your picture. You've got that perfect because you're branding yourself. So they know right away your your channel journeys. Your picture is great. You're smiling. I think I would want to talk to you. <laughs> you know, and nobody can go out and get a professional picture right now, obviously. But, you know, if, if get somebody with an iPhone, put on a, a coat and tie, and you can leave your jammies on the rest and, and try to get them to take a headshot of you smiling with a plain well, background. What,
0: well, you know, Sally Jo, none of us have gone to the, the barber or anything for the last six weeks, so it's
1: <laughs> – Well, that's true. Well, you could leave it, or you can try to make it better. It's your choice. (laughs) I
0: I wouldn't try to take a new new profile. Well, maybe not. You're
1: right. That's a good point. Yes, as as ladies, we can we can make it last a little longer. But you guys, (laughs) no, not unless your wives are getting involved. No,
0: not yet. Not yet. (laughs) That's coming probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some bad bad do's from that.
0: Oh, the the Zoom conferences are hilarious. Yes, they're very funny. Yes.
1: Under your name is what is called a headline. It used to be called uh, a title and it is no longer your title because who cares that you're the sales manager at XYZ company? What is that really telling me as your audience? So you have 120 characters to work with here. We suggest that you talk to who you're helping, like who is your audience, how you help, and why should they care? So if I look at yours well, yours is a little, little, reads a little bit more like a title. So I'm going to jump to mine. Sorry, Rob, but I help transit. I help the channel and partner sales teams, right? So right away, if you're a partner or channel, you know, right away, I'm talking to you and I help grow your business by leveraging LinkedIn. Okay. So I'm going to teach you how to use le- leverage LinkedIn and why should you care? Cause it's going to convert connections to conversations. So that's the three ingredients. Take some time and think about that. See if you can make it better.
0: So use that to explain how you help.
1: Yep. What, who you help, how you help, and why they care.
0: Hey, is there a trick? I remember trying this once that if you use, you only have 120 characters, but can you get more if you update it via like your, your phone?
1: You are a good listener, yes. So if you looked at my profile... Sally G. Lamont, you can see that I have many more than 120 characters. Make sure that's your the last thing you do is use your phone to do that, because if you go back and change anything else on your profile, it's going to say you have too many. But when you go to your phone, yes, you can have more. You can have additional characters.
0: All right, secret tip for secret listeners. Secret
1: tip. Thanks for reminding me to bring that out. All right, and then the about section again. You know, a lot of people start this with I. I've done this. I'm great. Again, you just haven't, they, they don't care yet. They will care. You can talk about that later, but right here, they don't care yet. What do they care about? They care about what can you tell me to, to help me? What are you going to tell me to help, to help me? So again, if you, if, if you view my profile, you'll see that I'm giving out free tips right in my about section. You know, I talk about the, the, some challenges that sales teams face in using LinkedIn to get better at it. As a sales tool, and then I say well here's some th- here's three things you can do. I have not talked about my company, I haven't talked about me. I have literally just given them some agnostic information so that it, they now are edu- are being educated and finding hopefully finding value in what I'm offering and then, at the bottom of my about section, I offer to have a phone call and suggest that we talk, and I'm more than willing to give s- additional tips, and that's what that first call has to be about. It can't be no pitching. This is not a good time for pitching. And quite frankly, we don't, We never suggest doing that. You have to earn the right to talk about your product and how you can help. You need to know their industry and really understand their challenges and give them lots of good, free advice.
0: So whatever role I'm in, whether I'm working in, in the channel as a vendor, or maybe I'm a channel partner, I'm moving my profile from a resume to a resource and providing some tips to my target audience.
1: Perfect. You just did a great summary. I love it.
0: Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: What do you think about people who refer to themselves in the third person?
1: I just don't like it. That's me personally. I mean, maybe if you're a CEO of a big company and somebody else writes it, that sort of works. But personally, I don't like that. They know you're writing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm going to talk to my audience. I don't, I don't want somebody else to do it for me.
0: Yep. Yep. I kind of share your, your opinion there.
1: But, you know, that is, it is personal, but I don't suggest it.
0: All right. That's profile. So on to strategies.
1: So don't forget to start there, though. Remember, your, the whole idea of the, the rest of the tips are to drive people to your profile. So you want to make sure it reads like a resource. And don't forget, you can when you get to, down to the experience section, not to belabor this, when you get down to the experience section, you can now talk more about your organization. If you look at mine, you'll see that we hacked the system. Here's another little tip. We hacked the system a bit. So I've really only had one role at social sales link. So rather than a second role, I talk about the four key things that we offer specific areas, profile maker, that kind of thing. So it's, I've really almost put my whole web page right here.
0: Ah, and you you use use the roles to do that.
1: I do. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's another and and don't um, also don't forget to add any videos or anything that you know you can in your about section too. I neglected to say that anything that you can do to to increase your brand that again is offering additional value to your audience.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Okay. So moving on. So strategies to find your buyers and influencers. So when you are in LinkedIn, you know, you want to go to that search bar at the very top and you want to search, let's see, say if you are a partner and you're in sales, you are in, sale, in sales, you want to perhaps put in CIO to start, right? Somebody that you're searching for the CIOs in an organization. And then once you click that, you really, you want to be able to go to where it allows you to do a deeper search. So it says all filters on the very right hand side under that search bar once you've clicked it so if you go to all filters you want to make sure that you have you put in that you you want to look for your first degree connections cuz that's what that's where you want to focus initially who are your first degree connections and perhaps in a specific geographical location I'm sure lots of partners that I've spoken to, they pretty much are in a, and do you find that to be true too? They're, they're really focused on a a geographic location.
0: We have a blend, you know, our smaller ones do, but most of ours are, I would say regional and regional means like the entire U.S.
1: Okay. So, you know, again, based on your territory, you can break it out if you want, or do the whole U.S., which might be too big a search. Mm -hmm. So you may want to start small and then, and then move up. And then as you go through that, your specific if it's if it's too many names, you want to go back and refine that search. If you have Sales Navigator, that's a whole other conversation. I'm not going to get into that now, but Sales Navigator is a great, great tool that helps you really refine that search. But on regular LinkedIn, just doing this is a great start. So now you, let's say you come up with a list of 20 names and you're already connected to them. So what do you do? Where do you start? Again, you know, don't ignore the elephant in the room. Meaning, when you do reach out and start, um, you know, sharing information with them or starting a conversation with them on LinkedIn, you know, really be empathetic to their situation. You know, ask a question: How's it going in this new world? You know, how are you feeling? How's how's life going? I mean, believe me, people are really interested in talking now. It feels good to talk to another human being. You just don't feel so isolated. So that's the best way to start, and then. Consider sharing with them maybe some an article or some tips to help them get through this crisis, ways they can cope better. Maybe it's not even IT-related, Rob. I mean, really, again, look at your audience and, and consider what might really help them.
0: And really nothing about your product, your service. It's really just establishing that, that, that touch and, and starting a conversation that's maybe even non-business related.
1: Maybe I, I think it's the best time to to think of that. think of business like that today. You know this isn't going to last forever, and as I said before, the sale will come if they see you as a resource and that you're you're really behind them and supporting them in, in whatever way you can, they're going to remember that so what where do you go to find that information to share It's, it's a question you know everybody asks if you're good at writing, blogging, videos. Dynamite, like you know, create a video to send out, or you can do a video message. (laughs) I sent Rob a video message this morning, so I I, you did that was a fun
0: video message. So was that just recorded on your phone?
1: Yes, yes. So let's talk about how to do that because it's amazing. People love it, and and a lot of people are not doing this. It's not in overflow mode right now. So go to your LinkedIn app on your phone, and then. Rob, I'm going to look you up again. And if I once I find Rob, right, you'll see down in the left where it says, write a message, there's a little plus sign. So you can easily click that plus sign and it gives you lots of options. You can provide an attachment, a photo, but you want to do a video. And let's talk about what this video should say and be. Number one is you want to make it short and sweet, right? You want to say, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> and then maybe just offer a quick tip or hey, maybe we should reconnect on the phone. What's your week look like next week? Be creative here, but you don't want it long. You don't want it any, again, I'm going to say, I probably said this, I'm going to say this many times throughout this call, no pitching, offer value, or just be empathetic to their situation and ask a question.
0: So take me through that again. I just opened up you on my phone and I see I can click message.
1: You see where it says write a message?
0: Yeah, it says message.
1: Right, and then you found me. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll go to yeah, the. Very, write a let's do this. Go to the very top. Yep. And you'll see, you know, on the very right hand side of the search bar, you've got all you've got those two squares. Yep. Okay. You click on that, and then you search. Who do you want to send a message to? Yep. And then on the very bottom, it says write a message. Yep. On the left hand side of that is a plus sign. Okay. So when you click that plus sign, you'll see you have lots of options. You go to the oh, video. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yep. And go to the video and you uh, remember to turn the camera facing you so you're not talking and sharing your bookcase in the background.
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: <laughs> and I'm just going to do it again. You're going to get another one, Rob. Watch out. Uh,
0: okay. Awesome. Okay. That's really cool.
1: Hi, Rob. Here we are. Back at it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Sally Joe, Good to talk to you.
1: Yeah. And then I can just send that off once I stop it. And you can review it before you send it. And mine did mess up. Too bad you're gonna get it. And you'll see a blue circle with an arrow in the center and it gets sent.
0: Okay, excellent. You'll
1: have gotten that by now, but don't don't play it out loud because I oh I got one from you. Yay. Super. Yep. So this is fun. Like it's it's a fun little right way to reach out and, and chat with someone.
0: Yep. This is a my channel journeys podcast for sending videos live on LinkedIn.
1: There you go. I mean and and the response rate is very, very high in the nineties
0: that's really cool. thanks for that's a great tip. I love it.
1: great, perfect. You can also give them kudos. go back to I'm going back to LinkedIn just so I can follow with you guys.
0: okay. Is there a special feature for giving kudos in LinkedIn?
1: There is. yes. so
0: I know about giving recommendations to people, but is this different It is okay, and it's
1: really fun. <laughs> So you can give kudos, and yes, let's you know how to endorse someone. Yep. Is everybody familiar with that? So you go to somebody's profile, and if you scroll down, you'll get to see endorsements.
0: Yeah, that's a really easy way to engage people.
1: It is. You want to make sure that it's genuine. Okay. You yeah. Worked with them in the past. You can endorse them because you know they do good work. You you know you don't want to just go and endorse a whole bunch of people for things you're not sure of because. That just doesn't make sense. Then they think you're looking to get something back.
0: Yeah. People right? that you've never worked with. Right.
1: And, right. Yeah. The thing is, is when you endorse someone, they'll get a message that you endorse them. It's another way to stay top of mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think what you said, genuine. Anything you're doing here has to be genuine.
1: Agreed. Absolutely. And then you can write a recommendation. So, you know, if you have if you have a little extra time on your hands, some people do. They're not racing to a client location. They're not going to the conferences. Consider two people a week that you really, you know, they've really made a difference in your business life Mm -hmm. and really contributed. Maybe they are a partner. Maybe they're a customer. Maybe they're your vendor and write a, write a recommendation and put it on LinkedIn. It will, it will honestly really get their attention. They are, they are able to accept it and and let it sit on their profile, they do have that option. So if they wanted to make some changes, they can tell you, mm, I don't like the way you said this or whatever. But typically, most people just say, yeah, please. And you know, it really means a lot to get a recommendation from someone.
0: Yeah, that's a nice tip. And, and I think a lot of times I'm, I limit my thinking to recommending someone that has worked for me or that I've worked directly with. Yeah, not but, expect.
1: yeah it can be anybody. It
0: could be anybody, yeah.
1: It can be anybody, especially, gosh, if it's a customer. And you've had a good experience working with them and you are their vendor. I don't know. I think that says a lot. I mean, it's going to tell other vendors, hey, this, 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 these folks are really easy to work with. They really listen. They take my advice. You know what I mean? They're not difficult.
0: Right, right. Okay. So these are, these are all tips on ways to re-engage with folks.
1: Right, right. Okay. The other one is to be able to make introductions. So, you know, let's say you are in telecom. And you've worked with a, a, I don't know, maybe a cabling company for years, and they've really done a great job for you. And maybe you know other people in telecom in a different area or region, and you know that cabling company is there, you can make that recommendation or Mm -hmm. introduction. I mean, think of way partners can work together and that it might be really beneficial for them both to, to chat and meet with each other. And then, you know, you'll find that people are, once you start to do that, they're like, wow, they're really out trying to help me with my business. This is just great. So that's a good thing to think about as you're going through your first degrees. Now, who can I introduce them to? Who who would really make an impact?
0: I like that one about introducing partners to partners, because we talk a lot about the the P2P mm-hmm. and how do we promote that. And that's what a nice way to do that. Particularly now, if you've got some extra time, introduce some partners to other partners. And they're they're- they find creative ways to work together.
1: They do. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a really long introduction, something like, you know, thought you two might want to meet as you seem to work in the same space, work with the same kind of clients. A conversation might benefit you both. I'm going to leave it up to you at this point. I mean, you can back out right after you've mm-hmm. sent the message. You don't need to be involved. Right. Just a, just as a heads up. Okay. So, so we've talked about reengaging, Engaging with your connections content. So, if, Rob, if I see you've shared a really great piece of content or a video for me to engage on that is a plus because you're going, to, oh gosh, I forgot about Sally Jo.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: <Who could> forget <laughs> Sally Jo, but... that's right. <laughs> and don't just like what they've posted. Please listen to it and read it, and then make a comment that you about what you found valuable. Yes, take a quote out of a blog, a phrase out of a video. And try to get a conversation going with the other people that are also engaged.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. As, as someone who posts content on on LinkedIn, it's so much fun when people do that. When they when they actually post a comment, you can tell that they've listened to it. They've they've thought about it. Yeah, more much more valuable than just simply liking it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the like is just like oh, I saw your name there. Boom. You know they <laughs> you, you don't really feel like they read it.
0: Yeah, it gives you a quick feel good, but not nearly right. as much fun as a as a as, comment. As a
1: comment, right? And if it's very valuable, gosh, share it. Mm-hmm. Why not share it with your own network? So right. let's move into that a little bit. Sharing valuable content with your network. What does that look like today, Rob? It's not just blogs, right? If you're on LinkedIn, people are using video to a very high degree. Mm-hmm. They're using informatics. They're they're using all kinds of ways to try to get engagement and The way to get the best engagement really is, number one, you just want to make it agnostic. It should not be a sales pitch about your company or a new product release, right? It's how are you, you know, maybe something to do with the present time and talk about the elephant in the room. You know, how is your, you know, how's your system coping with the present challenges? How's your, how are your customers dealing with this? How are your partners, your other partners dealing with this challenge? Maybe ask a question at the end and, and try to get engagement that way. But you know, it's becoming that thought leader at a time like this that really will help that, help you become memorable when it, when and if this is over, when this is over, when this is, I don't know if we'll ever be out of the woods, but as things get back to a little bit being more normal, they're going to remember that thought leadership. The question becomes who's, who decides whether it's thought leadership or not? you know, it's not you, you may think it's great, it's really your audience. So the audience is going to make the decision whether that information is valuable. And you'll see that uh, in in the type of reactions you get when you post something. If you are not good at doing that, then I highly recommend you go to your vendor. And I know a lot of companies that provide a lot of really great informative information. But I must say the majority of IT vendors out there, typically it is about their products. So, you know, maybe make a call to marketing and say, I need more of this. Or if you are a good writer, how do I know what topic to write on? Think of the questions your clients are asking you now. That They're great topics. And make every time you hear a good question, write it down. That's a great topic for a blog. Everybody else is probably thinking the same thing and wondering the same thing.
0: That's right. I had a guest on just recently, Greg Eckstein from Channel Sales World, and he did a cool thing. He put together five short videos on channel sales, just kind of short training videos that were just just informative. and he, he put them out each week on LinkedIn. I thought that was a really cool idea.
1: We actually offer that service, not to Do you? Yeah, we do. We, we interview and then we take the video and we edit it, and we provide, you know, five to eight short videos that can be used on a weekly bi-weekly bi- basis and you've got them in your library ready to go.
0: Nice. Who who are your typical clients that take advantage of that?
1: Uh, usually it's not the companies cuz they usually have, you know, the big the bigger companies know. but yep. but that's not true. Gosh, that's not even true. I have, I have one individual who's who got them spend from the vendor, he got the spend yeah. from the vendor, but he's working through us. And then the vendor is watching very closely what's, what happens with his um, presence on LinkedIn and, you know, what kind of mileage he's going to get out of this.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that could be a way for partners to potentially get MDF and, and use it for that.
1: Absolutely. We've gotten that in the past for sure. I mean, th- this is a new program we've rolled out in the last. Even prior to this, but it's because just videos is just becoming bigger and bigger. And we the way we do the interview and we, we purpose our questions similar to you is we just, you know, okay, what's the topic? Let's make it short and sweet and move on from there. So it's, you know, it's usually under a minute and a half.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's very cool. We might have to talk further about that one.
1: Okay. So we talked about going to your vendors and asking, you know, for good marketing materials and, and writing it yourself, some tips on doing that. Again, another another area that you might go is to think about the keynote speakers that are now speaking virtually. <laughs> you know, what are their topics, and how how we, if you were sitting down and having a discussion with someone, what would be your take on that topic? That's another great way to to think about a different subject to write about.
0: Oh, okay, writing about that, kind right. of commenting on,
1: or commenting on. on a the keynote. other one is to look at look up in Google some key books that might be um, of interest to your audience right now. Right. When you look at the Google Books, they actually list out the table of contents. You don't even need to buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> look at the subject matter they have there and consider writing on one of those topics. So, you know, again, really important to reengage. But if we were talking, let's say three months ago, Rob, I would be talking about how do you find new prospects using LinkedIn, right? Yeah. And that's still that still hasn't gone away. It's just... How you do that now, I think is going to be really important that you sort of tiptoe through that process. It's not going to be, it's a different system than we had before, but we feel the best way to add any kind of good prospects to your list is by using your present network.
0: With a warm introduction.
1: Warm introductions. Absolutely. And if you've just gotten off a phone conversation with someone and you feel like you've added a lot of value and they're a good customer and they're, they're happy with the services you offered, you know, reach out to them say, you know, do you mind if I look through your connections and see if there's anybody that you can introduce me to? Or make it even simpler, do you mind if I drop your name? And we've found that to be just as powerful as someone actually making an introduction. I personally like to pick up the phone and say, can we go through this list together? And they'll add a lot of perspective and say, oh, no, not that guy. Or, yes, yeah, she's great. She'll, you know, I, I'll definitely make that intro for you. Or, sure, drop my name. And by dropping their name, I mean by, you know, writing them a, an intro connection request. Just was talking to Susan and your name came up in the conversation. She thought it might be great if we connect here and possibly have a conversation. Gets people's attention. They want to know, what were, you, what were they talking about? <laughs> Why are they talking about <laughs> me? <laughs> how, do to, you,
0: how do you do that? Because you know, like, people are really leery and, and you just hate getting those LinkedIn invites. And the minute you accept it, you get hammered with a sales proposition, right?
1: Hopefully not. I mean, that's not the way to do it.
0: No, no, but it happens way too often still. So when you're writing that and you're saying, hey, you, you, know, you, you dropped someone, they, you, your name came up, thought it'd be good to connect. How do you put them at ease that you're not pushing to connect, at least not immediately to drive a sale or to drive your service? And...
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the situation. In that case, I'm asking for a conversation pretty fast because my client suggested that, you know, I might be helpful to them. Not even in a sale, sales perspective, but maybe just helpful. Maybe just, you know, some a conversation to share some insights that might help them get through this in a different kind of way. That's the positioning we typically use is it. First of all, when you're, when you are doing social selling on LinkedIn and you're starting cold or with that referral, it sometimes doesn't happen in a conversation right away. Sometimes you have to drop many pieces of valuable information over time before the sale actually happens, right before that conversation ever takes place. So it, it isn't a quick kind of thing. You know, it, it is it definitely takes some patience but you might you know you might reach out and connect yes they've thank you for connecting here's an article i thought you might in, that might interest you sending that agnostic article and then maybe 2 weeks later here's a video i thought that might be helpful right so you do that on a regular basis and then at a certain point you say hey do you think maybe a conversation might be worthwhile at this point so a lot has to do with timing how you met them where you met them it, did someone make an intro or, uh, you know, cold cold calling on LinkedIn? It's okay, but it really, it's it usually doesn't work very well.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that type of nurturing that you're doing, then when you have an event, you have a webinar or whatever, and then you can send them out and say, hey, we're just thought you might be interested in this. And you're going to have a much higher response rate than if you just sent them an invite out of the blue.
1: Right. Absolutely. And these little vid- videos you can w- is a good way to to start it off that we just talked about that, that kind of conversation. But if it's someone who they know, right. And if it's a name drop, it's a little bit different situation. I think you can go in and say, Hey, do you want to, do you want to have a conversation? And boy, Rob, that first conversation has to be about providing insights. Mm -hmm. It is not about your product or, Hey, this is what we do. What do you think? That, no, that doesn't work (laughs) anymore. It really doesn't. And you want to do your research on them before you ever you know, pick up that phone or, or schedule any kind of meeting so that when you go in, your insights are valuable and not just you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> the don't, same old, don't, same old stuff. Don't go into it saying, oh, and what do you do?
1: Yeah. And wh- what keeps you up at night? My least favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite question. You should already know uh, what keeps them up at night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Sally, a lot of great tips there. I'm curious, what do you think has changed you know, in the last five, six weeks in our habits around social media and LinkedIn? And do you think any of those will, if things have changed, will they stick around even after we go back to, to normal, if that's where we go?
1: So we know absolutely that the right kind of communications using LinkedIn in a sales environment works. It worked five years ago and it works today. So even prior to to the pandemic. You know, we teach people how to do this and that you wouldn't, the the reviews we get back are amazing. Like, oh my gosh, I got a sale from, we just, we know it works from the feedback we get. I know it works from an example. A a gal called me, set up a meeting. I don't think I said three words the entire conversation until I said, I think you, you're ready to, work with us, aren't you? Because she listened to our videos, she read our blogs, she signed up, you know, she followed us and knew what we were doing and knew that we were offering value every step of the way and was ready for the help. So, I mean, that's the way buyers buy now. And Jay McBain is saying it all, you know, it's going to be more and more like that and more and more critical for you to be more engaged on social media. It is another communication avenue you cannot neglect. And once you start, you'll see that. Well, it, you know, it's like buying a gym membership, though, Rob. You know, it's great you bought the gym membership, but what are you going to do every day? And how are you going to plan it and put it in your calendar and make sure you're not wasting your time getting lost in LinkedIn? That you're actually doing all the right activities that lead to good engagement.
0: Yep. Well, gym memberships a sore subject with me right now because I really miss my. I really miss my gym. I'm. I'd I love going every day and. I can't wait to get back.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, no, there's a lot of things like that, right? But-
0: I'm more dedicated on the gym than I am with LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so well, is- you know,
1: maybe you can combine them. Let me lift a weight, yeah. and check my no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, great. Well, Sally Joe, just to mix it up a little bit, what's something you could, that uh, you can tell us about yourself that we don't know from your LinkedIn profile?
1: Hmm, well, I am as I said living in the Poconos and as I I was telling Rob before the recording started, I have four children and family sp- spread at, or all over the place. It always makes for exciting Thanksgivings, but during this this crisis, I really miss them and worry about them and they keep me busy even as even as adults. So <laughs> please note for those with young children, it never stops. <laughs> it
0: never stops. Nope. The worrying never stops. The worrying
1: and... never stops. No. <laughs>
0: Well, fantastic. Well, I, I hope you, your family, everyone all stay safe that we get through this quickly. And I thank you so much, Sally Joe, for coming on the show. Those are some really fun tips.
1: Great. And I hope your audience stays healthy and I wish them all the best.
0: Fantastic. Thanks again.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: All right, guys. What a great session with Sally Joe. I love her powerful yet really easy ways to leverage LinkedIn to stay more connected and get connected. I especially like the simple things we can do every day, like sending kudos. Who knew you could do that with LinkedIn? giving recommendations, and just making endorsements. You can find a recap of Sally Joe's advice on my website at www.channeljourneys.com backslash CJ50. And thanks again to the Channel Institute for sponsoring our show. Check out their channel certification courses at channelinstitute.com, and you can get an immediate 10% discount off any course just by entering the discount code journeys2020 at checkout. Well, that's it for today's show. I will be back in two more weeks with another great episode. I hope by then we'll be even further down the coronavirus curve and starting to see more businesses reopening. Until then, please stay safe, stay healthy, hug your family, and have an awesome channel journey. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, Please forward it to your channel friends. And be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure.